media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. The second half of the media show, as you know, it's now on from 8 to 10 every Sunday morning as opposed to 9 to 11. So if you tune in at 11, you're going to miss... Uh, in fact, if you're going to tune in at 10 past 10 or 5 past 10, you'll miss uh, at least an hour running. In fact, you'll miss it all, right? Uh, and there's a new uh, religious show, uh, discussion show coming up from 10 o'clock onwards uh, that I think you should not miss. Naya presents it. Really interesting stuff indeed. Okay, let's talk about what's coming up. We'll talk about the telecom, not just telecom. In fact, I'm really interested in this one. There's been opposition to telecom for sponsoring Usain Bolt um, instead of Wade for Nick Eric, So we'll talk about that and sponsorship for both of them and Custis many as well with uh, James Monteith that comes up around 9.30 and being Lurie's uh, we'll talk about some of the winners last night looking ahead to tonight as well that comes up later on but our thought leader we always have a thought leader at 9 o'clock our thought leader uh, today is on women's representation in the media I mean are, are, are women other well in terms of female voices do are the female voices fully represented? I mean, the, across the entire ambit of uh, what is constituted as the media. So Glenda Daniels is with me, the senior lead lecturer at the Vitz Journalism School. Glenda, I appreciate your time as always. Hi. Hi, Ashraf. Nice to, to speak to you again. Thank you. Right. For, first of all, just that it's, question. Um, yep. it's, it's, it's lecturer at uh, media studies and not journalism. Okay, my, my apologies. So, so senior lecturer no, no, no. At, at Wits Media Studies, is that correct? Yes, that's Okay, correct. got that. Thank you. Uh, and Right, okay, let's move on then. The, the, the question of discussing female representation in the media, and I'm talking about management, I'm talking, that's in terms of ownership, in terms of management, in terms of uh, on-air presenters, in terms of editors, in terms of the content. Is, is that something that we should be talking about, or is that just something that's been so off-discussed, like you wonder what's the end point of all of this? It's absolutely something we should be talking about. Uh, we should be talking about it also, not just in August, but, you know, all the time. Nonetheless, I think August is, uh, at least there's a month in the year in which, you know, which we have to focus on the issue. And certainly on the different layers of transformation vis-a-vis women. Um, in fact, we've, we've slid backwards, which is even more cause for concern. Regarding at the very level of media output, for instance, the voices in media itself, like in newspapers, etc., that's only about 35% according to the last research. Then we have where it is good at the level of newsroom, we have as many women, if not more women, in the newsroom at, at the level of reporter. And then the problems start to get um, amplified as you go higher up the ranks. For instance, at the level of senior reporter, political editors, news editors, editors, the majority are male, like by quite a large mar- margin. Then at one time, about, say, about three or four years ago, we had as many women editors as men, and that suddenly took a dive in the last few years. We don't know why. That's quite bad news. And the, and the question at of, management, it's definitely, yeah. at owner level, it's definitely men that dominate, if any woman. At board level, boardroom level, it's almost 80% men. 
So, you know, we really need to look seriously at this issue of media and women representation, Ashra. All right, I welcome discussion as well. So you as a listener, uh, you can join me in in many ways. You can join me just by tweeting. That's great. Uh, If you are tweeting, it's tweet to SAFM Radio, tweet to Ashraf Garda, but do use hashtag media show. uh, And you can call in 0891. 104207 We're talking about female voices here uh, and, and therefore female representation at, at, at the different levels within what is constituted as the media. What are your thoughts? Uh, are you happy with it? Would you change anything? How, in fact, uh, would you then manufacture change if, in fact, you are able to do so or others should be doing so? I welcome your opinions on that. You're on the media show right after this. Welcome to this week's Young Democracy. Today we are talking about the selection of our new public protector. What is the role of the public protector? To protect people. Like I protect my hamster from the cats. Who should be the next public protector? Bad man. Because even if you are rich, if you do a bad thing, he will get you. Give them a real hero to believe in. Their future is in the hands of the leaders we pick today. Get involved at www.corruptionwatch.org.za. This message was sponsored by Business Leadership South Africa. The AMSA Premiership is back with a bang. Rikau Fela. On Tuesday, Amakosi traveled to Bidver Stadium to face the Clever Boys. Baroka and Ajax Cape Town battle it out at Old Peter Mukaba Stadium. While Cape Town City takes on Pulukwani City at Cape Town Stadium. The Chili Boys clash against Ian Lakoto at Nelson Mandela Bay. All matches kick off at half past seven. Tickets available from 40 Rand. Brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Brand new shows on SABC3. Late Night Talk is larger than life with Jason Goliath. And Real Talk with Anele and Trending SA keeps the conversation going. Ladies live large on Divas of Josie. And your weekend gets an extra buzz from Fat Joe and Kanyin Bao on Weekend Edition. Top Chef goes local on three. Celebs join their moms for Yo Master Chef. And an executive chef gets a break in cooking with Chris Smith. Students run an animal clinic in Frontier Vets. And Sober Companion is comic fodder for recovering addicts. Get the lowdown on online dating on Social Reunion and the lowdown on local business on The Honchos. It's new, it's local, and it's all happening on SABC3. Media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. We're talking about female representation at all levels of media and, and are they where they should be? Uh, what more needs to change? You've heard Glenda Daniels making the point about women in the, in the newsroom as amazingly being, being highly represented, but at other levels, uh, there's, there's mass absenteeism uh, regarding that. We'll also look at content in a second. I'll get to some calls. In fact, let's get to a call. I just want to double check where, where he is on. In fact, let's get to Hassan Logget on the line. Hassan, hi. Hi, Ashraf. Yeah, good chatting to you. Go ahead. Good. Yeah, I I think the beginning of August I called in on uh, after a debate mm-hmm. to say to Sakina that any of the panelists that they have, there must be at least one who's, who uh, must be female. And I said exactly the point as your guest says that you know that it's not just an August issue, but it's an e- equity issue. And I think a couple of us thinking of taking a couple of disputes to the broadcast and elsewhere if this is not complied with, because clearly there are eminently powerful women who can get the message across and they don't get the chance. 
Okay, so, so first things first, and I can talk about my experiences. I have absolutely no doubt, uh, Hassan, that uh, that uh, the, the the women we speak to, certainly on air as, as analysts, uh, they are as competent, if not better. In fact, I don't even see the difference. But but you're saying it needs to be enforced, and that's that's a massive difference. Yeah, but no, but listen, from the, from the space where I operate, in that oftentimes you live three different uh, voices, let's say, for example, from on the mining sector, they, uh, work, we work with poor communities. Often the voice of poor communities is left out. There will be three men coming from government, business, and uh, uh, let's say the chamber or whatever, and they say the same thing. There's no real genuine diversity there of opinion. So I think what happens is not simply a female representation thing, but that is, that is quite important that if you can have Three men talking nonsense, at least, you know, uh, be more diverse on that aspect. So the one part is that, that when you're having a panelist of three, it's a bit obscene. Sometimes the, the panelists are all white. You know, so, so just okay, be so more, more... be aware of diversity. Thanks, thanks for that call. I'll get to uh, Nina in just a second. Uh, Glenda, you may want to just comment on that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I loved what you call it just, call it just said, because especially about three men talking nonsense, because, in fact, often that is the case if you're talking about a mining issue, for instance. The people who are most affected are local communities and black women because they have children, because they're sending children to school, and because they're having to put food on the table. Their voices about what exactly is happening in that mining community needs to be heard. So it's not just at the level of analysts. It's also at the level of people on the ground that media are forgetting. And I think because media has been such a male-dominated industry, not just in South Africa, but worldwide, for so many decades upon decades upon decades, that journalists, when they... In fact, research has shown when women journalists become get into the newsroom, the culture is so dominant, the male culture is so dominant, that they their voices become lost as women's voices. They just take on of the mainstream narrative dominant culture, which is male. And unfortunate, that's unfortunate, because in fact, what we ought to be doing when we're in newsrooms is when we have a chance to, to phone an analyst to get comment, we, we should be thinking, who is a good woman that we can get on elections, for instance, rather than always thinking it's always going to be a man, you know? Okay, uh, we'll certainly pick up on that, and I think even in terms of the the, the type of content or the issue of integration in terms of where women are asked to integrate into a, yes. a particular paradigm. Glenda Daniels with us, uh, was a senior lecturer at the Wits Media Studies. We'll continue chatting as part of our thought leader discussion. Let's get some calls. Ni- Nina's on the line from uh, Craig O'Park, I think it is. Hi, Nina, good chatting to you. Hi, Ashraf. Um, Ashraf, you know, I think this thing of what should we do and what should we legislate for is quite interesting. Um, and I think that should just be put on the table. Should this be legislated, given that it doesn't happen automatically? And that's what happens like with race and with sexism. Um, the, the, point, the, the point number one is a continuation of the issue of legislation, is the issue of agitation or um, activism by young women. Because I think that what one needs really is some kind of lobby by young women to say, I mean, older women can obviously participate, but to say this is actually what we need. And then some of the suggestions that have already come up are important. My, my sort of contribution in terms of what I would change immediately is that I think we see too much of men's sports events. 
And I'm not saying let's have women's sports events. I'm actually suggesting some kind of a title like sporting change, the politics of women's transformation. Okay. Well, well I, I'm aware that uh, Kaz Naidu, who, has, who runs the G Sport for Girls project, just does that. It, it amplifies, uh, on the one hand, the absence of women representation in, in, in sports media, and then, on the one hand, also uh, ensures that they are celebrated the way they should. Thank you so much for that uh, call. Oh. I'll get to, I'll get to Sello in, in just a second. Glenda Daniels remains with us. You can tweet using hashtag media show. Tweet your comments about female representation, A, in terms of what you think about it at any level, and B, that important point, what needs to be done? Is it a voluntary thing? Does it need active uh, legal framework to actually change things around you? Uh, let's, Glenda, let's just talk about, about that part where you said, so women in the newsroom appear to be very highly represented. I certainly can bear testimony to that. But for whatever reason, it appears they need to integrate into a dominant culture at that time. Yes. And, 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 Nobody knows why, yeah. why that has happened. It's been a worldwide study that was done a couple of years ago, and nobody knows why that happens. But it could be that women get into a male-dominated culture and then feel they have to please men to get ahead. I don't know if that's the case. But what I did notice, which is very interesting, on Women's Day outside the union building, there was a very, there was a radical black feminist lesbian come lesbian protest, you know, a, a combination of all these things with mm-hmm. young black women who took off their clothes or half their clothes to protest against what was happening in the union buildings, you know, the Women's League taking um, the dominant, dominant center role. And they wanted, the young black women wanted their voices to be heard. But what the reporters did across the spectrum is they focused on the mainstream, the mainstream being um, the ANC Women's League. And this was really, really most unfortunate because all sectors of women's voices, ages and um, ideological spectrum should have been heard on that day. And here was a wonderful example of a protest against race and a silent protest against rest, which hadn't been done before all these decades. Mm, you know, mm, it just hadn't been done before, and it was a wonderful opportunity for media. I mean, I feel so strongly about it, that the media should have covered this. I mean, what more did those women need to do outside the union buildings to, to get some kind of coverage? They got very little coverage. Okay, and you, you wonder why. Let, let's get another call. I think it's Salo on the line. Uh, Salo, hi. I think you taking my call, Ashraf. Look, Ashraf, do we have any um, number to say we have um, uh, about women that we're talking about now? That the number that we can say, okay, we, there's this hundred um, uh, women who are doing good in this um, uh, field, and then we can come and say, all right, we, we think um, they are making, so then, then we can squeeze them. But then we cannot always, every year, ourselves talk about this, and then we don't have a specific number on how many um, uh, um, qualified or good analysts. Or okay, let, let's analysts find out. So have. you're looking at empirical evidence around this year, right? Thanks for that, uh, call. Glenda. Just some thoughts on that numbers. Uh, thoughts on, on numbers in, in what? In media or in general with women? I couldn't... Well, well, well I, think it's, it's, I think it's media in, in particular, and that's what we're talking about, of course. Yeah, look, the numbers of editors in terms of women editors have gone down. The numbers of 
women's voices in the media stories themselves are, are very, very small. I mean, the dominant voices are men. The dominant voices are liberal. So we don't get a wide uh, ideological spectrum. We don't hear a radical young black voice of women in the media, mainstream media. We might, uh, I mean, community media, actually, I don't know if people are aware of the state of the newsroom uh, chapter on community media that I did, which is 2014. Um, the majority of voices are black, and the majority of voices are black men, 80%. So that's a huge discrepancy. Where are the women's voices in community media, for instance? So all these things, you know, I really worry about it because we ought to be making progress. I'm not sure if the way to do it is legislation at all. I just know what we need to be doing is agitating for more awareness and agitating for people to do it. For um, not just women to do it in newsrooms, but for news editors to do it. When news editors look at stories that come to their desk, to say, but have you thought, I mean, your story's got four male sources, um, and your other story also has got uh, four male sources. Have we not thought of contacting women to speak to? You know, it's at that level that awareness needs to be spread. And and part of that, uh, as we are in the midst of uh, of Women's Month, Glenda, Glenda the, the, is, is, does that matter to you, the fact that in Women's Month, there's this glut of, of coverage around not just women in media, but just women's issues, women's awards, uh, women profiles. I mean, I certainly have done far more than I would normally do. What, what sort of message does that give you in the context of Women's Month? Yeah, I think a lot more needs to be done. Look, there's a lot of fluffy stuff that gets done, fluffy pink stuff, I call it, you know, uh, discounts on, on on hair and massages and nails and stuff, and it's, it's a bit patronizing um, and, and less on substantive issues. And the biggest issue in this country, as we all know, is violence against women. It's hideous. It's, it's higher than anywhere else in the world. So it's a huge, huge opportunity to be shaming um, men who commit violent acts against women and rape against women. It's it just a huge opportunity, and it's always, I find, an opportunity that's missed for media. And maybe people, maybe newspapers feel nobody's going to be buying the newspaper if there's so much of a focus on it. But if there's some focus on it, um, it's still important. And femicide is another huge issue. So it's not just, re- well, femicide is violence against women, but mm, the ultimate mm, mm. violence against women is the murder of women by their own partners. And we get this across races, and we get this across all classes, and um, and so forth. So, but we, we, I mean, we're just getting men who are killing their, their, their wives and their partners and stuff. We need to get to the bottom of why this is happening, um, and we need to expose and shame these people. What, what about, okay, so, so exposed shame goes back to the issue of uh, the, the type of narrative. Uh, now, in terms of the many studies you've done, and I know you've done lots on that, Glenda, uh, the, the issue of, of the type of content, uh, again, you, you brought up that issue of what fluffy stories, right? Not just in Women's Month. Do, do you find, you know, are there, uh, when, when women's issues are being covered, are they being covered to, to the point of satisfaction? That means 
sadly, women as victims of crime is one issue. Then the other, in terms of women aspiring to greater heights, women activism, uh, women in business, women in sport, women in education. Should they be standalone issues or should they be naturally integrated into simply human issues? I don't think they, uh, yeah, I think as a strategy, probably not standalone issues as women's issues. I think, you know, when we have profiles about women succeed, and there are loads and loads of them at Fitz University, at all universities, for instance, women succeeding in France, those are very inspirational stories for all people. Um, you know, it, it doesn't just have to be a young 18-year-old woman who reads about a black woman math professor. Um, uh, you know, and wants to be the same, or people will get inspired by them. So we shouldn't sideline these issues as women's issues. They are, as you say, human issues. But the more and more we have of them and the more gender conscious we have of the fact that we don't just have male professors and maths and we don't have, you know, to, 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 to bust the stereotype, so to speak, because women are as clever, if not cleverer than men, they do more. Um, because they work and they look after children as well. And we need to be celebrating that at all levels and every month and every day. But what I was saying was because we do have this thing about Women's Day and Women's Month, it was the ideal opportunity to showcase these things even more, to shame the... Mm. Uh, the does, does, does Women's Month then serve that purpose of... You know, using that opportunity in the same way, for example, if I go back to uh, the 2010 World Cup where Cosata would, would leverage its issues around the 2010 World Cup to say, if you don't deliver, we will strike and cause embarrassment around the 2010 World Cup. Does, does Women's Day serve the same purpose then? And, and, and is it being leveraged correctly by, by women and, and, and lobby groups? Well, I, I think part of the problem is that... Uh what gets showcased in the media is uh, the ANC Women's League, which in fact is hardly feminist. You know, I don't know what they stand for, actually. And uh, and I find that the media gets, you know, the media seems to think that's the only group in society that's representing women's interests, when I don't know what interests they actually are representing. There are so many other groups in society that are doing things for women, there's rape crisis, there's power, people opposing women abuse. And there are all kinds of NGOs with, uh, you know, which have women diversity issues. The Right to Know campaign takes it up on the level of uh, diversity media, for instance. Um, Sanev, of, you know, where I, mm, I'm mm, part mm. of Sanev, and I head the Ethics and Diversity Committee. I look at women representation, black representation in media. So uh, media don't contact these other groups, but they seem to go for the, the targeting the wrong thing. So maybe a story needs to be written on that, actually, uh, because maybe sometimes media are not just are just not aware of the fact that of what they can do. You know, they're under pressure, constant deadlines. Um, there isn't that reflective thinking space, and maybe there are people like myself who are analysts as well to actually write these things and, and get the space to um, make people more aware of what they can do. What, what about, we've got about a minute or so to go, so we'll wrap up 
let's go back to that original point. Women on on boards of, of you know media companies and, and women in terms of actual media ownership. Why why is that so glaringly low? Keeping in mind that that by and large amongst many other industries, media by its nature is pretty robust. The people I think who work in media uh, by their nature are open to change. It's a very open space uh, space, I would think, uh, compared to others. Why, why then so low? And, and what needs to be done about that? Well, I think those women who are there on media boards need to to push for more women to get on media boards when the space becomes available. As for um, women ownership of media companies, for instance, besides Ngalo Media, I think, is owned by women, I don't know of media companies, certainly the mainstream media companies, if you look at all the big com- uh, commercial companies um, that own newspapers, etc., it's all 100% owned by men. I don't know why that is the case. Maybe it's just because that's traditionally been the case. I don't know why um, women don't um, form consortiums to own, own media companies. At the moment, media companies are not really huge profit-making companies because there's huge change, you know, that besides the mass pass, media 24, I think, that makes profits. Um, I think it's a difficult space to be in, but that's still no excuse. You know, the more we, we have of it's just empowerment in general for women in terms of business, the better it will be, I think. And, and just one last thought in 30 seconds, one final point that, that you want to leave us with. Oh, one last point is, um, you know, on, on, on other levels, on a more optimistic level, I think the media also makes a difference in, in amplifying, you know, social media, including mainstream media, in amplifying these issues. I think there are limitations and maybe they don't do enough. But there's something that does happen. That's why the world knows and South Africa knows that, uh, that this country is one of the worst in the world for violence against women, femicide issues and rape issues. If it wasn't for the media, we wouldn't know this, would we? Well, that's a good way to leave it. Glenda, thanks for your time. I will uh, say, first of all, appreciate it. B, you can continue chatting by amplifying what you've just said by tweeting to us uh, at Ashraf Garda and SFM Radio to use hashtag media show and just bring up a whole lot of a range of issues that you've re- mentioned already or that you want to mention even when, you, when we stop talking. All right? Thanks, Ashraf. Okay, we- bye. Thank you.